Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fitz and Chip podcast. I'm Fitz. And I'm Chip. And today, uh, we kind of have big news to talk about today. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big one. Yeah. Although previously announced, Universal Studios has officially revealed information on Epic Universe and some of the lands. Was it officially announced or is this their first nope. official announcement? It was. It was officially announced before. But we didn't know any of like the details to it, right? The lands were all but conjecture. Pretty much confirmed conjecture, but never officially announced until this week. So they announced they are building, they announced Epic Universe a while ago, but this is the first information from Universal themselves we've got on the park. So information station. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. This is the first major theme park from the two major companies we talk about in since what in 25 years 25 years then the last one to open was universal with islands of adventure yeah giant asterisk yes water parks and stuff but even then like has we're not talking about sea world or anything else down there correct we're just strictly talking uh disney universal today yeah uh universal has since built a water park uh since islands of adventure called uh volcano bay which we will talk about maybe a little today and in the future but what we want to do today is we want to talk about Epic Universe, what has been announced, and then um, shift gears, kind of, we're just going to have a discussion about what a new theme park means for the landscape of Orlando and where this puts Universal in correlation to Disney. And these two theme parks now going head-to-head, and we just want to discuss what this means for that rivalry going forward. Strap in. A different take from us. It will. We've been doing a lot, like, all the other podcasts have been like, let's review stuff. This is speculation station for yeah. a lot of it. And Yep. So, yeah. Just, I mean, it's kind of exciting, actually. Yeah, let's, let's just dig right in. So, we know... Okay, so here's what we know about Epic Universe. It is located a little bit further away from the other Universal Parks. The one question I do have. Yes. There, Besides the whole Epic Universe... There's two other hotels not inside of it that they're opening, correct? Correct. Where are those going to be located? Are they adjacent to it? They, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but they are closer to Epic Universe. Okay. They're going to be on that piece of property, essentially. Epic Universe is, um, from what I looked at, it looks like it's it's a few minutes. There'll be a bus, a shuttle that brings you between Universal property and Epic Universe property. It's, It's a few minutes away by car or bus. Whereas the other Universal Parks are all in the same piece of property and they're in walking distance of each other. So this is a little different. It's more akin to the Disney property layout, but it's still relatively close from my understanding. Yeah, they'll have two lower tier hotels, Stella Nova and another one. The name escapes me. Yeah, I had it on the page, but then it refreshed and now I can't. Oh, Stella Nova and Terra Luna. Okay. Stella Nova is opening in January of twenty. 25 and Terra Luna is February of 2025. And they are currently taking reservations, I believe, already. They um, look pretty. They look cool. The building uh, looks cool. Uh, from my understanding, these fit in the same value um, tier as Aventura and Cabana Bay, okay. or, if, I, if I recall, which I think are both great options. So um, something in that tier sounds awesome. Um, you really can't go wrong staying at Universal Property. But they do have another hotel that's going to be right up against the park almost looks like it's inside the park um it's not quite it's up it's, you know it's, it's the back wall of the park probably that, have its own entrance and stuff it probably will i think it's called uh universal helios, helios. Grand, hotel. grand hotel 
Yeah. Which I they haven't announced um, what tier this will be, but I you suspect this is going to, to be prime hard rock. You know the the highest tier. I would. Yeah, think. this is going to. I assume this is going to be on the same wavelength of like Grand Floridian. Yeah, like I, I think this is going to be a premiere, a very big deal. This hotel. Yeah, those are opening, along with a whole new park, Epic Universe. So, right off the bat, what are your thoughts on the aesthetic of it? Of the park? Yes. It is. It's awesome looking. It, it looks stunning. It's it's a very the, the way this park is laid out. We'll get into it, the nitty gritty, but basically there's a main hub world, we'll say, and then there are going to be um, universes, uh, as it's called, Epic Universe. There will be portals to different universes, which are basically their own uh, highly themed lands coming off of the main hub. I guess we'll just get right into it because we're already kind of talking about the nuts and bolts here. So the main hub, I guess, if you want to call it that, is called Celestial Park. So you'll enter the front gates of this park and enter into Celestial Park. Yes, which looks, again, looks stunning. This is the little blurb. I'm going to read some of these blurbs directly from Universal, and then we'll discuss our thoughts on them. So Works for me. Celestial Park, it says here, Step into a lush green world where thrills, entertainment, dining, and shopping lead all who enter on an exhilarating journey of discovery. So this area looks very green, very open, a lot of walking pathways to get around. It looks, um, it's going to be, yeah, you're eating and, and, and I say hub, but it's not so much like just a circular hub. This is a big, long stretch of winding pathways and stuff, it looks like. And this will not, this will have its own attractions as well. It will. There are free attractions in Celestial. Yeah. Starfall Racers, which okay. is like the dual coaster. Yeah. So there's a celestial theme here. I saw somewhere in one of the, the videos Universal put out that this, at night, these coasters, they're, they're dual racing coasters, and they're going to be illuminated. So in the nighttime, it's going to look like two shooting stars traveling through the park. Yeah, just the carts themselves, not the track. Yes, just, just the cart. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's cool. That If they can pull that off, that's just going to be a really great nighttime aesthetic. Uh, what else do we have there? Uh, Constellation Carousel. Yep. Um, which looks really cool. It looks like a new take on Carousel, where it's basically kind of trackless. Yeah, and or it's all hidden underneath the floor. Yeah, and and from what I understand, um, there's instead of traditional horses, you know, on a carousel, it's um, I saw that there's bears, tigers, dragons. I I wonder if these correlate to constellations and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for sure, but I think that's kind of the vibe here. Which awesome sounds great. Yep. And you said there's a third attraction here. I I don't know about that. Oh one. no, two attractions. Sorry, I had it written down with other stuff on it. Then there's Atlantic, the restaurant. Oh yes. That looks stunning. This, this appears to be the premier sit-down restaurant of um, Epic Universe. And then also uh, the Blue Dragon. Yes, like an Asian fusion-inspired menu, it looks like. Yep, and then Nintendo Superstore is also in this area. Interesting. This just must have been kind of a um, an architectural kind of situation where they decided to put this uh, right up against the portal, kind of, it looks like, but not actually in... Yes, it looks so, somewhat near it, yes. Yeah, interesting. All right, so Celestial Park. It sounds like a nice area I'm going to like to hang around it, in. The architecture in this area, just it looks stunning. There's no other way to describe it. It looks stunning. Yeah, you you definitely should take a look at this. It almost gives me a vibe of, um, I don't know how to put it. There's this aesthetic that's kind of almost like, almost retro-futuristic, 20,000 leagues under the sea kind of architecture. Do you know the vibe I'm kind, yes. of, kind of getting at? There's something about it, almost nautical, but also celestial at the same time. I'm probably doing a terrible job describing how how I'm trying to... I would encourage everyone to just go to Universal Orlando and look at it because they actually do have a 
quasi clickable 3D walkthrough of Celestial Park. That's the only one they've gone through with any detail on. But if you click the left and right tabs, it's like this is the way to this attraction. Yeah. This is the way to this, and just like a kind of fly through. I, I think this is brilliant to take an original. Um, Universal's proven that the original theming they are they're excellent. It's funny. It's kind of their thing where Disney doesn't really do original theming anymore. Um, no, it, it's all based anymore. on existing Disney properties and new Disney properties, but Universal has kind of got the monopoly on original theming. And I think making the, well, I keep calling it the hub world um, of this park, be a piece of original theming is kind of brilliant. It gives them full flexibility to do whatever they want. And I, I keep thinking of something like um, Port of Entry over Islands of Adventure being a piece of original theming. And, and it's one of my favorite parts of that park. And I just think they're going to crush it with this. I think it's going to be great. Oh, uh, yes. The uh, Super Nintendo store is literally right outside the portal. Right. Now that the thing actually loaded and I was looking at it properly. Yep. It's that, like a Mario fountain and it looks like quasi Peach Castle-esque yes, aesthetic. Yes, it looks really cool. Yeah, and that's going to be... that's that's We should probably talk about that area first, I guess, because this is the best transition. That store will be in Celestial Park, but then there'll be a portal, which appears is going to be a warp pipe, it looks like. Yeah, because I think that's what the other ones do do. That like I believe so. So out of the four lands, we'll start with Super Nintendo. This is the one we know the most about because it's half of it is in two other places already. Yes. Because they are doing all the Super Nintendo world, but then also adding in Donkey Kong for the first time yes. in Orlando. Yes, Donkey Kong Country. So we will get the Mushroom Kingdom and all that the same Mario ride that's in California. Yes, and- it's a Mario Kart ride. Yep. Which, this is going to be a clone, it looks like, of, yes, of that ride. Uh, both of them. Uh, it's yep. in Universal Japan, too. I've purposely kind of kept my eyes away from... I have an idea of how that attraction works. I kind of... I've been blind to it intentionally because I kind of want to just go ride this thing when it opens. And I've seen some of it, and it seems fun. It's not what you think of when you think of a Mario Kart ride, No, it, I, I expected different, but it will. I'm assuming once we get on it, it'll be, we'll have different opinions on it. I guess I just want to play devil's advocate here because why not? We're kind of having a, a discussion here anyway. If it was up to me and they told me design a Mario Kart ride, it would be a dark ride using the same ride system as something like Test Track where you're in a car and it moves fast and turns and the stuff popping up. That's how. That's what I would think would, would be great, you know? Yeah. But this is different and it does seem, it seems cool. Don't I, I can't wait. I can't wait to ride it. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of excited about Donkey Kong Country though. Donkey Kong Country... We don't really know much. I do want to say there is information we, from scouring the internet and seeing a ton of other things, may know about this. So if you want to go in blind to these worlds, maybe not, we'll sure. skip ahead a little bit. Sure, yeah. We're going to be talking about um, everything that we know from public knowledge. Including and strict speculation and yeah. rumor and perhaps some patent public information. Yeah, we that's discussed. why I wanted to go with the Donkey Kong ride because the right. Donkey Kong ride sounds like it's going to be... The minecart levels again, and the way yes. they have designed this seems awesome. It, it is all again speculation, conjecture, but it looks, it appears to be a Donkey Kong minecart level. I mean, complete with like the parts where you jump tracks. Yep, it looks really cool from from early concepts that we're seeing. I, I just think this land is gonna be if you if you've seen the other Super Nintendo worlds, they, they don't even seem real. They look like stepping into the it's hard to describe. It just looks like it looks surreal when you see people standing in this land. It really looks like you're in another universe. Donkey Kong's gonna be great. It is gonna be great. Um, 
Oh, I'm so excited about this park. There's a lot of information, like we said, available. You can go look up stuff about the currently existing Super Nintendo worlds, and we're going to see a lot of the same stuff. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's still very new and exciting stuff to come to Orlando. Yeah. So let's see. The other three worlds, I don't, we don't know a ton about. We don't. We'll, we'll do the same. We can, we can read the little blurbs, and then we can kind of discuss our thoughts. Which um, way you want to go? I'd like to kick this next one I want to do over to you since you know more about this than I do. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So want me to read the blurb and then we can, yep. we can get into it? Okay. So another land we will see, another world. You can enter a portal to enter How to Train Your Dragon, Isle of Burke. Take to the skies and soar with dragons as you explore the colorful Viking village at the heart of Burke. Take part in wild boat battles, feast like a Viking, and more. So Let's go. I How know. to Train Your Dragon is such a great franchise. I love these movies. Are you surprised that this property is getting a full land? No. They were very popular movies. They've had multiple TV shows based on them. There is actually talk of a, or might have already been confirmed, they're doing a live action version of it, where they're not, they've already said it's not going to, they're doing their own thing with the live action. They're not trying to follow the story of the first one because they don't. They're like, that story is told. We don't want to do it. Sure. They're so good. I know you've only seen the first one. I the highly one. recommend watching the other two. They uh, were. A, it's a very good trilogy. I very much liked the first one. It was very good. I, I, it was, I, have, a, I have a friend who, who was like telling me, you have to see this, and I finally did, and it is very good. So excited to see this all, like the concept art for it that they showed in the video. Well, which, by the way, there is. if you have not seen it, there is like a seven-minute video that Universal put out hyping this new park and all the stuff sewing concept art go yeah, watch it definitely it check looks it out. amazing i don't i don't know much about the attractions here we really don't know what we have no official announcements on attractions in here i know in uh universal studios japan there is a stage show where you see toothless flying and people it's like it's amazing so if they bring any of that technology over and you see jay uh, show yeah his hiccup is the character's name hiccup riding toothless and people are like this is it's nuts how crazy it looks yeah, I, mean, I will take this all day. I'm excited. From this blurb alone, take part in wild boat battles. I have no idea what that means. I'm hoping there's some kind of attraction or ride where it's a boat-based attraction. I don't know if it'd be a dark ride or something like that, but I'm I'm here for it big time. I mean, yeah, also, if you just like Vikings, this is going to be a great area. Oh, sure. I, I You know, this is a DreamWorks uh, property uh, geared for children, so I doubt I can get a drinking horn full of ale. But you know that if I can, I will. Well, I mean, there, there was a great hall restaurant supposed to be in it. There's supposed to be a roller coaster. There's supposed to be an interactive boat ride. Like, there is going to be stuff for it. There is supposed to and, and a stage show with it. So so hopefully the Universal Japan stage show comes over and then they have everything else also included. Yeah, and, and we're starting to get, um, we're starting to see something here, which we're going to discuss more towards the tail end of this episode. But just... Keep the keep the lens here that both this and Super Nintendo World, although adults are going to enjoy, like us, because we're big kids, this is not your Islands of Adventure Thrill Seeker Big Kids Park entirely. This is more full family adventure here. That we know of. I mean, How to Train a Dragon is supposed to have a coaster. So oh, don't like, get me wrong. So they could be like crazy thrills. Right, but don't this get is... me wrong. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that this is an answer to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. This is for the whole family, big kids and small kids alike. And moms and dads who are big kids, like us. Yeah, just something to keep in mind uh, as we're discussing the rest of the, the rest of this park, because we're going to get into a discussion later about um, the state of both these pro- uh, both these companies in Orlando. Um, anything else to add about the Isle of Burke? Just that I can't wait to go walk through that. 
I'm very excited also. I am. And it's not even a property that I love. This is probably my most excited part of this entire park is going to see this. I can't. We'll talk about mine. Oh, gee, I wonder what it is. So this is interesting because Fitz and I each have a personal property land at this park we're both excited about. They are separate. But I believe both of our number two excited section is the same. And we'll talk about that next. Yeah, I could be wrong Like the one, two, three, four combination of this, five if you include Celestial Park, which you should because it is part. All five. Every, there was not a part of this that was announced that I was like, eh. Every part of it was like, yup, looks great. Yep, Can't wait to walk through all of this, experience all of this. So yeah, we'll go to the next one. Which is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic. Starting off with Paris in the 1920s and then going to... The Ministry of Magic as seen in the movies in the 1990s. Yeah, this is interesting. The official write-up says, uh, from 1920s Paris to the 1990s British Ministry, explore international wizarding communities and the magic that connects them in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic. So, uh, side note, if you don't know, the Harry Potter official, like the main movies and books, take place in the 90s. So that's what they're referring to when they say the 90s. That's 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 the Harry Potter universe you know and love. But we're time jumping here in, in the same park from 1920s to 1990s, which, you know, of course, it's it, it's fine. It's, it's it's magic, and I don't know if that's how they're, they're doing it or it's just kind of... Um, it's, just, it's just an interesting choice where the other Wizarding World of Harry Potter lands are set at very specific moments in the Harry Potter franchise. So I guess my question on this, with the original thing, the way they made it look, is the Ministry of Magic all indoors? Well, it or com- most of it indoors. It does look there is. If you look at the the footage, uh, look at the the concept art they have released. There's a building attached to this land, and it's massive. Yeah, it, it looks. I don't have a great sense of scale of it, but you know the ginormous cavernous sound studios we go into for Horror Nights houses. Oh yeah, they're like. This looks, this times, looks like easily yeah dwarfs them. It, it looks like, um. So I think the ride is housed in there. I believe, and that's part of the huge section. But I think the section itself. I mean, f- from the Harry Potter mo- films, the Ministry of Magic is just cavernous. Yes, and I think they're going to try and replicate that sense of scale here. Well, yeah. There's like many iconic parts between all the different books and movies of the Ministry of Magic. I have like a a a. I hope and dream for this attraction. I actually don't know what the attraction is going to be. They've been pretty tight-lipped about yeah, it. Yeah, I and I have not seen anything that has leaked to talk about what that will be. I don't even know if I would I don't even think this is a rumor. I just think it was a speculation I saw that somebody was like, "Oh, maybe it could be this." This was this was years ago at this point. But just hear me out. Wouldn't it be cool, Fitz, if this was a huge attraction where you go through the ministry elevators? where you go forward and backwards like a similar vehicle and then drop up and down as crazy things are happening, then move forwards and backwards again to another shaft and stuff. I think that could be wild. Tower of Terror-esque. Um, cool. I don't know that that's... Again, this is pure speculation. If it's on the level of theming that Gringotts is or yep. Hogwarts itself is, I think it's it going be. to be yes. insanely detailed. I do don't I don't think it fits here perfectly, but I, I do want to say I do think we're missing we're missing a we're missing a broomstick ride still, and I think that's you could build a ride vehicle. I'm picturing like um over in Pandora, right? Yep. I'm picturing a ride vehicle similar to that, but make it a little more feel like you're on a broomstick. I I just I don't think that's coming to this. It's just curious that they still haven't decided. To, there must be reasons, right? Because it's the first thing. Universal Creative would try and do, you would think. 
Yeah. So there's got to be uh, limitations why they haven't done that. But Ministry of Ma- I guess it's the only other location you could really do from the Harry Potter franchise that makes sense. Yeah, because I think after this, you would just be like maybe like the Weasley's house or something. That, that's what I keep thinking of, too, which is um, I would love. To just, but that's more of a what do you do there? It could be a part of a land, but it couldn't be its own thing. Yeah. I, more Harry Potter is always good for me. Uh, like I, I've said at nauseum, uh, my wife and I, uh, Harry Potter is a very special property to us. So to be able to walk through the streets of Paris and then the ministry with her is going to just be you know, I, her and I first, just to fun aside, when her and I first started dating, we said, oh, wouldn't it be nice if maybe someday we'll go on a vacation together? Maybe we'll go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And it was just like a, a one-off conversation. Maybe we'll do that someday. And it's become pivotal and in our relationship. Now, like, I mean, According uh, to the message you put in our group chat the other day, probably about like 15 times. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah we've, the hotel keys. Yeah, I was going through my universal um, hotel keys the other day. We keep all of them. I'm missing some. And it's a stack. It's insane. It's so many. It's we, we, we like Universal Property. The fun part we didn't talk about is from the Fantastic Beast movie, Paris. Yeah, which is interesting because to my current understanding, they've abandoned this franchise halfway. Yeah, I. it's weird because like I, I want them to keep playing in this universe and telling different stories. I just think that out of all the ones they could have told, I don't care about that. I would love to have seen like if we're going back, like go way back to the founders. Give me stuff like that when they're first making Hogwarts. Yeah, they try to. They're trying to tie this into with with, with same. I mean, we've got we've got a young Dumbledore in this franchise. And Dumbledore, it's, and it's just I don't know. It's not. I've seen uh, two of how, how there's three of them, I believe. Right? I think so. Point? I I've, I don't even know it. And I'm a Harry Potter fan. Um. I've seen two of them. Didn't feel a great need to see the I mean, third. They clearly do well telling stories on their own because WB put out Hogwarts Legacy. And as someone who can't stop playing that game, the story's been great and the world is amazing. So the pro- they're, yeah. they're not stopping making Harry Potter stuff. No. But I feel like... It's a great world. Don't get me wrong. But the original seven book series, I mean, it, that is lightning in a bottle, you know? And, and, and you can tell other great stories in this world, but... Well, evident by the fact that they're going to reboot it for HBO and basically do a season a book. Yeah, or so that's a whole other discussion. Our thoughts on that. But look, I'm here for more Universal Creative creating Harry Potter. They have their two for two, and it's a big two for two. Yeah. so far, so no reason to believe they won't be three for three. I I don't know what else to say. I I, I love me some Harry Potter. I the fact that I get to go to this new park and get more Harry Potter is just an absolute win. Uh, I just imagine all the dads saying, so now I have to pay for free parks for you to see all the Harry Potter? Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, and you're going to like it because yeah. Universal knows what they're doing. And I will always go see more Harry Potter. So so that brings us to the final world. Would you like me to lead the board on this oh, chip? please so you do. Can ha- I, we can get your reaction to all this. Please do. The fourth world in this park, Epic Universe, is Dark Universe. From the experiments of Dr. Victoria Frankenstein to a shadowy landscape where monsters roam, Dark Universe is a world of myth and mystery. How do you feel about this, Chip? Oh my god, let's go. Let's go all day. Let's go all night. I am so excited. Universal Monsters are getting their own land. That's awesome. It's so awesome that like all this time, all the stuff they've lost, they're like, no. It sounds silly to ask this question. Is this a direct result of how popular Horror Nights has gotten? I... I- I think it is. I, I know it's crazy. I think this is because Horror Night's success story has led them to say people want to see the monsters. 
in our brand of horror all year round. I, I think it is. I, I, I can't help but think it is. And, you know... We are getting Frankenstein, Dracula, and Wolfman confirmed, Confirmed, right? yes. I think this is an interesting take. Um, I do... You did mention in the blurb, Dr. Victoria Frankenstein. Um, from the classic uh, Mary Shelley novel, it is Dr. Victor Frankenstein. So this appears to be a different take on, on Dr. Frankenstein, which I don't... I can't put my finger on why, but I love the idea of a female Dr. Frankenstein. I just think it, I think, I don't know. I just think, I keep picturing the bride, like there's some kind of, that's the aesthetic yes. I'm picturing. I can't help but separate it. And the bride is arguably my favorite universal monster. I think I actually like her more than Frankenstein. Wow. I know there's something, her aesthetic is just, oh, it's 10 out of 10. I love her. Yeah. So I don't really know what to expect here. I do know they did show concept art. It does look like this is kind of a different art style for the monsters than the classic well it classic has to be right because you're basically making your own like this is a theme that this land is going to have so and, i i think this was supposed dark now dark universe is the term universal was using when it tried to reboot the monsters when they tried to reboot they tried to do a shared universe movie franchise that unfortunately didn't do so well it started with the, the tom cruise mummy movie and it was supposed to launch a new shared universe because shared universe is, is all all the rage in hollywood um, and it's too bad that this didn't succeed because I would just, you know, I, I want a universe like that. But it looks like they're just taking their own take on it for this theme park, which I think is great. Um, I mean, it was their fault for trying to start with the mummy when everyone remembers the right. true classic uh, mummy movie. It, is a, it was a tough one because people still it cling was, to the original mummy. There's no offense to Tom Cruise in that movie. It's just. Right. Yeah, this isn't, it's not a knock on that. And I don't want to get into that. This is just that. The the Brendan Fraser mummy movie is so so loved still to this day. But this this is interesting because it's a different take on the monsters. I mean, they look you know they're the monsters. It's not I want to say a different take. The art style is just different. But the past few years at Halloween Horror Nights, we've seen the monsters, and that is also an original artistic take on them. And I think it's very successful. I'm surprised they're not using that same aesthetic. Because that also is a different take than the original black and white movies. But this looks to be... I'm, I'm, I'm so intrigued by what's going to be in this land. Whose castle is that going to be? Do you think it's... I think it's Castle Frankenstein. I don't... You don't think it's Dracula's? I you think the fact that they're talking about the fact of being Victoria Frankenstein, that Frankenstein's going to be the centerpiece of this? I think so. I mean, we're, this is literally speculation station, so... Yes, this is just speculation. The, regardless of whose castle it is, is from my understanding of rumors, we'll just say that the attraction, one of the attractions here is going to be use the same ride vehicle as the Forbidden Journey. Cool. And in that ride vehicle, you will go through this castle in question and you will see all of the Universal Monsters featured. Which to me is, I don't think I could mash up a theme and a ride vehicle better to make this what I want it to be. Is your ultimate Horror Nights day going over to this park, doing this park, and then going to Horror Nights at it's, night? It's got to be, right? It's it, it's If they do a great job with this land, and it makes me feel immersed in the Monsters universe, then, then in a September or October day, I get to go to Horror Nights over at Universal Studios. It's the ultimate day for me. It is just, oh, I can't wait for that day. Oh, I'm excited about this, obviously. It's funny, I just I was in the bookstore yesterday, and I picked up a copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I just, it's, I've seen the movies, and it's time to get back to basics here, and, and I, I want to find these monsters out there in the most original form and, and, and do all the homework I can. So I haven't read this book since high school, so I'm excited to dig back in. I don't know what else to say. Um, I hope that they, I'm hoping there's an eatery here. 
I'm thinking the closure of the Monsters Cafe at Universal Studios is because this place will have its own eatery. I don't know how you do that. A creepy well, I assume restaurant. I assume that every one of these places has is going to have some type of... At least quick service. They, guaranteed. All of these will have at least quick service. If not, sit down. Yeah, I, I assume a sit down in every one of them, to be honest. Yeah. So Fitz, as a... I know I'm still a novice too in the Horror Nights world, but you are a newer convert than I. How do you feel about uh, this this park, this idea? This sounds awesome to me. I love that we're going to get a place that's just monster-centric all year round. In all the concept art, it's funny. They always show this area as all dark and gloomy, um, as if they have any control over that. But it's going to be funny because you're going to be walking through dark and gloomy aesthetics um, in the bright Florida sunshine. But I'm sure they'll make it work. Yeah, I guess that's my only... Con- Concern is how do you make this look dark stormy when it's a hundred degrees bright sunny? I would love, and I don't, I don't know if this would ever translate. But on the same token, imagine walking through this in the rain. Oh well, that's what I'm, I was going to say. Oh. So I'm those stormy days are going to be like, oh, this is gonna, we got to go over there. Like when we're in perfect Orlando, park. and we, it's going to be perfect. I don't know if this would ever translate, but even though it was a small section, wouldn't it be great if there was a section where? Or maybe part of the attraction where it was nothing but black and white aesthetic and it felt like you stepped into a black and white movie. The monsters. I can see it in the ride. A section of the whole, maybe if the ride has screens the way that Forbidden Journey does and it's all in black and white. Uh, and, and, and all the, and it's a very bland color palette by design on, on the physical parts of the attraction. So it just feels like you're in an old movie. Oh, it'd be so cool. I can't wait to see more about this. They've only shown a few of the monsters. I'm assuming we'll see more of them. Um, but we don't really know. Yeah, I don't know much else about this this park. I, I think the other attraction I did hear a rumor of is a Wolfman roller coaster. Sure. I don't know if that's a dark ride situation. Now, so is that would that tech that puts us in a roller coaster in Nintendo Land? That puts us in a roller coaster in How to Train Your Dragons. That puts us we don't know what in Harry Potter. We don't know. We know there's a center a roller coaster in Celestial Park. park. Yeah. This this there's gonna be coasters here. This is huge. The fact that Universal is just being like, we are literally dropping an entire park again. This is a very big deal. It's now the million dollar question. Do they hit 2025? They're supposed to they, open they, in 2025. They're saying 2025, but... They just made this announcement this week. So they seem confident. I'm hearing that they're having construction issues um, just due to labor shortage. Um, again, that's just rumor. That's just what I hear. I think they hit 2025. Five, I think it's delayed at some point. So you're thinking fall, not summer? Because the original thing was summer 2025. If you look, they've taken that verbiage out. Okay. That verbiage, the summer, the word summer has disappeared from their verbiage about opening of the park, which is not a coincidence. Why pin it down specifically when you're, if you're going to just, if you might not hit it, right? Why not just say 2025? It just sets themselves up. It insulates them from failure. I'm hoping it's 2025. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 2026. We all hope that's not the case, and we're all hoping that somehow, magically, there's a pass holder preview or whatever, and Fitz and I get to be there opening weekend somehow to cover this. Oh, my God. Um, that's a pipe dream, but we're going to start planning now. Maybe we can make that a reality. Have to. Well, yeah, we need to find out what opening is to plan right. it accordingly. Right. But, so, yeah. but we should start, start really thinking about what a new theme park opening means. Oh, this is so exciting. It's very exciting from our standpoint of talking about this that like we were young the last time new parks opened. Yeah, and this is this segues perfectly into the latter half what we want to do here. I mean, we we always kind of dance around it. The elephant in the room is 
Disney and Universal are in contention with each other, right? In Orlando. It's always good for the whole industry when one theme park ups their game. So it's good for everyone. I really firmly believe that. It's good for Disney that Universal is doing this. But Universal has always been in the shadow of, of Disney, Walt Disney World in Orlando. Does this change that? I mean, the whole thing in the video talks about they want to be your week-long destination by adding a third park, having a water park, city walk. They're pretty much getting there. Like, And the fact that I'm the Disney guy more than you. Yep. The fact that Disney's answer to all of this has been small expansions of new lands or just retheming of rides since 1999. It's kind of scary. Like we're on 25 years of them not doing anything major. Grandioso. Yeah. Like they, don't get me wrong. They did. They've done a lot. Like, I mean, we have, they've had full on land expansions. It was galaxy's edge in 2019. There was Pandora in 2017. They did all new fantasy land in 2012. Yeah, like they've done expansions, and, and these are no small feats. I, I do not, I do not want to take anything away from what Walt Disney World has done, because th- those things are amazing. And you know, some of them we like more than others, um, but they're all a proof of investment in the parks that they are. To Epcot be fair, has gone through its transformation. They just added Moana. They've added Guardians. Like, yeah, Disney's Epcot doing is stuff. a great place too. Yeah, like, but out of all those parks, I. Epcot is like... We're a little biased. A little biased. We're a little biased. We do love Epcot more than anything. But again, everyone has their own, you know, your mileage will vary on how you feel about these things. But I guess just to put a fine point on it, Universal has since opened Volcano Bay, which is a water park, but I will say I've been there twice. It is very impressive for a water park. And two, they're now opening this land. They're now opening this whole park, Epic Universe, and if you look at the history, uh, as we did uh, before we started recording this, Islands of Adventure opened in 99, and then Volcano Bay, which is Universal's water park, opened a handful of years ago, five or six years ago, maybe. And then this park is opening next year. That is three full... I'm calling the water park a park here. Three for full... This, for this debate, you, for the, for the, like you have to. For this discussion, three full theme parks, two, two theme parks and a water park, have opened at Universal or will have opened by next year unanswered by Disney. And again, like the expansions are great. Star yep. Wars land, great. Pandora is stunning. Like yep. the architecture and what the Imagineers did with that land, insane. And But you know, they have the space and the ability to, and even all the stuff we've heard from them, the last two D23s were like, hey, we have a potential maybe quasi idea to add the biggest expansion to Magic Kingdom ever. And, then, and that's it. And then crickets. Yeah. So which means you're not even at the point of like breaking ground. And love Disney. Look how long it took them to make Tron. Which yeah. was a reskin, not a reskin, a copy of a ride they already have. Granted, COVID messed a lot of things up for a lot of people. It, it did. They're still but, waiting on, on material for some stuff. Still happening. But when they shut down, Universal forged ahead. And... You bring up an interesting point. You said you just said they haven't even broken ground, for example, on something new. Well, we're hearing that Epic Universe might be delayed a little bit due to like you know there's only so so much labor to go around to build a theme park. Now there's only so much so many construction companies or so much labor. I know I don't have no information about this. This is just from the outside looking in. If crews are tied up over at Universal, 
being contracted by Universal, does do they does Disney struggle to get labor crews to to if they want to answer back and build another park while these people are tied up building Epic? I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I just again, this is full speculation. The other thing about Epic Universe, I will say, is um. You've got Islands of Adventure, which is a little more of a thrill seekers park. You've got Universal Studios, which is a classic movie experience. And now you have this new park. And the demographic this park is coming for is the full family. This is the Magic Kingdom crowd they're coming for. Magic Kingdom always had the monopoly on the uh, on bringing little kids, you know, to adults to to make everybody happy in this park. This is Universal. I, I really feel like... I firmly believe they are answering to Magic Kingdom specifically with this park by bringing something for every age group into this park. And also, what I mean, if we're going to keep talking about the elephant in the room, who's more expensive? Disney is still more expensive. By a good chunk. Like, as two people who are just literally trying to be like, can we escape for a weekend and do a Fitz and Chip podcast weekend? The giant hurdle was Disney tickets. You know, Not anything else. Yeah, it's the Dis- and, and I will say Universal tickets aren't cheap either. But the problem is for junkies like us, we can afford an annual pass to Universal. An annual pass to Universal for out-of-state residents like you and I starts at four twenty-five. Yep, and the only option we have available to us to buy a Disney annual pass is over a thousand dollars. That's now. And there's more parks there. Let's let's be fair. Yeah. There are more parks at Disney World. There's arguably more to do at Disney World, but that gap is getting thin there's not a lot of daylight between how much there is to do once this park opens the daylight gets pretty thin on how much there is to do at each place Our, disney would still technically be ahead absolutely by a full land and a full water park so if we're going by that there is still a good amount more to do at disney yep but disney's also going through uh quite a few refurbishments they're changing stuff like dino land is soon to be extinct it's true well that, there's something to talk <sighs> about oh yeah good one yeah hey um <laughs> they're Hope maybe doing something with Magic Kingdom we talked about. I uh, now this Dino Land closure is inevitably leading to another land opening. So that is actually something to talk. Yeah, good for Disney. This is another another win for them. You know, to be fair, that's very good. Especially what I'm hearing they're doing over there. Rumor, yeah, the rumor uh, is like Indiana Jones and Kanto and what was the third one? Uh, Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia. Now Indiana Jones uh, over there, I think, is a slam dunk. It's if you look, if you do your homework, the ride vehicle of Dinosaur is the same ride vehicle as the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland. So it seems like a no-brainer they just convert that ride vehicle into Indiana Jones ride. We talk a lot about ride systems here, but it's very relevant. When you become a theme park junkie like us, what ride system a ride uses is 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 a talking point. Um, and I think that's going to be great for Disney. I still love Disney. Don't we, we both do. I just think Universal is really... Universal refuses to rest on their laurels. It almost feels for the first... I can't even believe that I, I love Universal, but I've always felt they're always going to be second fiddle to Disney. I always felt that way. Even as a big fan, that was fine. I liked it that way. This, for the first time, feels like Disney is up against the ropes and Universal won't stop punching. No. That's how it feels. When you have a company that's willing to spend the amount of money they're spending, it where Disney is still in a wait-and-see planning phase. I mean, granted, you know, Disney does have more irons in the fire where they have more yes. parks globally so they can't just focus on one that's but true. the fact that you have people in your backyard doing as much as universal orlando is doing and you have not come up with a solid answer to it like we conservatively 2028 before anything if they do that magic kingdom expansion today 2028 it opens yeah i think that's conservatively fair. that's conservative yeah the good news about all of this whether you whether you're 
again, we're not picking sides here. We love both of these places. Don't get me wrong. But you know who wins from all of this competition? Us. Us. We all win. And, that, and that's what's great. The city of Orlando wins and, and all this, all the jobs this all creates. This is all great. Orlando can easily be a two-week destination vacation at this point with yeah. all this stuff opening. I mean, I could, I could spend a month there. I could move there and never get tired of it. But we are unique people. I, yeah, I don't. I you know you look at you look at the number of hotels. Also, it always felt like Disney had such an infinite number of hotels, and they do. They do have a, a huge number of resorts. Universal's creeping up there, though. Before before you even realized it, I mean. Well, yeah, you're adding three more hotels. Just three from more hotels. My goodness. Which again, who wins on that? Us, absolutely. Because when you have more hotels, more options, more options and places to stay. And, and it looks like some of these are going to be competitively priced for everybody. You know, there are properties, there are resorts at both hotels that are just out of our league, and there are some that we can afford to stay at. More options is always good. I wonder with the, so we, we mentioned we're annual pass holders for Universal. I don't know what this means for annual passes. Well, yeah, that's a million dollar question. Will they too. even offer a two-park pass, or will it just be, no, I'm sorry, you have to get a three-park pass, and the price is going up $300, $400 a year, because it includes Epic. We don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't love it. I'd love, uh, I guess in my perfect world, I would still just love a um, a two-park option like we currently have, and then you, I would just pay out of pocket for a day at the new park, you know, and, and, and continue my normal. I almost wonder if that's what they do for a little while because of they just want, like, hey, every this is new to everyone. Yeah. They might like not want to include. Because currently, I mean, your verbiage of your annual pass is two parks right now. So if Epic Universe opens tomorrow... It's not no. part of the annual pass. You know, they currently do offer two options for the annual pass. They, there is a two-park and what's called a three-park, but that third park is Volcano Bay. Yeah. You and I don't have that three-park option. No. But that does set we a barely precedent. barely make it down enough right. as it is. We just don't and spend enough time. Barely. I mean, I go down there once a year, and you go down there like four. Oh, well, this, it's only twice this year. It's only February, Chip. Ah, there are two in the books. That's it. But this verbiage of two-park versus three-park does give some credence that it is possible that you'll have an option of getting a two-park, a three-park, or maybe even a f- you could have an option of up to the four parks. I think it's possible, maybe not probable, that you will still be able to get a two-park pass because of their proximity. Yeah, because you can't... Kind of are... separates them from having to include Epic Universe, right? Well, yeah, because you technically would need a park hopper option to be able to ride the Hogwarts Express. Right. So you, I can see that world where it's like hey like the water park option here is the option to add epic universe onto it and that's where it jumps the price up yeah I, I could see a world where for example my wife and i are still very content even once epic universe opens to have our vacation we just stay at the original universal property in our little bubble there let's also and, and then we might pay out of pocket one day to go to epic universe let's also be realistic that park is going to be swamped for yeah a very long there's time. a little part of me that's like i don't even want to I always feel this way. It's not a thing like it's universal. When a new thing opens like this, where the crowds are insane, it's almost like, I don't want to go right away. That being said, I want to go. We're going to go, 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 go opening day. We want to be there opening day. Yeah. But. but there's a part of me that, that thinks that sounds awful and, and it's overcrowded. So I don't know. Man, this just, this, this, this changes the game. It, it's huge. I don't think I realized how big, because they've announced this a while ago, Epic Universe is coming and, it seems so far down the pipeline, but now it's it's um it's not so far down the pipeline. Twenty twenty five is not that far away. No, and now I'm realizing how much this is landing on our doorstep, and and especially ours now. Um, as we enter this this podcasting adventure, this is this is a this is leveling the landscape of Orlando from a theme park adventurer's 
standpoint. And I'm just so excited to see how it shakes out, how Disney responds, because that's only going to be good for us. Like I Does said, Disney respond? I mean, we know some of their plans already, but do they just go, we have more irons in the fire elsewhere? They can't pivot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places where or I think if you had, you know, back against the wall, I think Disney still has the edge in a lot of ways. And I'm a Universal fanboy, but the parks are getting to an equivalent place, I would say. Um, there's more of them over at Disney, but the quality is, is, is fairly equivalent. Disney still wins on overall um, Disney World. The whole piece of property still wins out for me, I think. Um, I think Disney Springs, which is a, a an episode we'll be covering soon. The equivalent on Universal side is City Walk, and they're night and day. Um, there's nothing against City Walk. It's just a, a, a size type issue. Yeah, there's a lot of wasted space at City Walk because of how they do things. Yeah. And but whereas not I, I say wasted space in the sense of like they have a giant waterway for water taxis, which is amazing. But don't right. necessarily mean it in like a, a bad way. They just water taxis go to all their hotels. Yeah, I, um, I yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't think I think wasted space is, is, is not what you mean. Not to the say. Right. I don't um, mean it I, that sounds more negative. Space is tied up with uh with the travel to the parks being a waterway, it's just tied up. Yeah. But, but that's something I wouldn't trade for the world. Oh, my God. The water nothing, taxis at Universal nothing beats are... being exhausted after a park and just popping yourself on a boat and getting back to your hotel. Yeah, and the inverse for me, first thing in the morning, you wake up and you see the boat just pulling up and you're like, I'm taking a boat to a, to an island of adventure, I'm to Universal Studios. It's just great. And you can get those options at Disney, too. There are There are some water taxi options at some of the Disney resorts as well as they have great transportation at Disney. I think they're kind of equivalent the way they, they, they currently are. One more feather in Universal's cap, which Epic, this will not affect Epic right now unless you stay at the new hotels, but the current Universal hotels, they're in walking distance of, of the Universal parks. That's not the case over at Disney property. No. With most of them. There's a couple. Grand Floridian and then the Boardwalk hotels are walking distance. Contemporary. I believe I mean contemporary, not Grand Floridian. Those are in walking distance of, of Disney parks. I think you could technically walk from Polynesian too. I think the mm, yep. I think you co- might be able to. Contemporary is way closer because it's literally right next to it. But yeah, I've walked from Magic Kingdom to Contemporary before. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's places I want to eat there. We wow, we gotta we gotta get down there. I could spend a week down there, not even walking into a theme park. Yeah, that's, so that's another thing. Since we're doing a pros and cons here um, of both parks, there's enough stuff at Disney that I'm a, I'm a foodie. So I guess I'm mostly talking restaurants and bars. But there's a bunch of things at Disney I could spend literally a week doing, and I wish I could. And um, never step and, foot And never step park. into a theme park and feel like I'm going on, I'm getting different so experiences. So many different award-winning restaurants, cafes. It's it's experiences for me, you know? Bars. It's like, oh, I wish I could spend a week down there. It sounds crazy. I wish I could spend a week not even going into a theme park at Disney property. And that's something I could not do at Universal property. I could spend a day hopping around, seeing different... There's some bars and uh, restaurants on uni- on Universal property I have not been to that I really want to go to, but I could I could do that in, in a day or two. A day, realistically. Disney would take me a week yeah. to do that. Let alone Epcot itself, you could spend a week just oh. going and eating in different restaurants yeah. in there. So there's a wealth of things that Disney offers and things to do at Disney that Universal can't come close to. But in the strict theme park side of things, they are punching up their weight class big time. They're getting lean and mean and I think Disney has to do something or they're going to be they're going to be Well, the concern is that the, the thing they're doing is what they've already talked about and just an expansion to Magic Kingdom. I don't think you don't think that's enough. I don't think it's enough. As someone who loves Disney, 
I also I think Magic Kingdom is big enough. I don't think you need to add to it. It's, it's that's that's an interesting point. Magic Kingdom is very big, but it doesn't absorb its crowd well enough. That's true. That is your biggest concern when you go. Like you, you and your wife is like the crowds here do not get absorbed like they some of the other. Unfortunately, parts do. um. I love the Magic Kingdom. It gives me such great feelings, such great nostalgic childhood feelings. Like, I love it. But the crowd can be overwhelming for, for me and my wife there, and it keeps us away a little more than I'd like it to. Now, that's a, that's a me thing, right? That's a, that's a, pers- that's a me issue. I don't think you're alone in that. I don't think so either, and that's kind of the point. I don't think I'm the only one. Um, I think part of the reason we Epcot is our premier Disney park is because um, I never feel like I'm overwhelmed by the crowd at Epcot. And I, I feel like I've got the walking paths are nice and wide and it holds its crowd well. And, and if I'm overwhelmed in one area, there's a lot of space in other areas to go to. Um, yeah, just think about like all the pictures you ever see of Main Street and there's just a sea of people. It's like, and, and yeah, and to be fair, I don't feel that way at Universal. I feel like I'm usually, we don't go in the most crowded times usually. Last year though, at my favorite thing at Horror Nights, those crowds were like Magic Kingdom crowds that, some nights and I felt... Yeah, we had a, we had a whole conversation about that. You're like, I don't know if I can be here right now. And yeah, you left for a bit because you're like, this is a little overwhelming. And that's something for me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to temper my expectations this year for Horror Nights because it, it gets bigger every year. And that's another thing we can talk about here. Um, I don't think Horror Nights is ever leaving the park it's currently in, Universal Studios. I don't think we're gonna see it over at, at, at Epic. But with the Monsters Land, is there a tie-in? Is there a single house attraction? Is there something? Horror Nights adjacent? I don't know. We've already seen Universal is stretching out in other directions. There's a Las Vegas experience coming, a Horror Nights year-round Las Vegas experience. And Universal is currently looking, or already has, they're buying land in the UK to put a park there. They're exploring it, is what they've said, because people kind of got the leak and they said, what's going on here? And Universal said, look, oh we're God. looking into it. Complete sidebar. That'd be great, only because... Harry Potter. Not just Harry Potter. Like, you and I talk about, we love Orlando. We love going down there. We're from New England. We love a good fall, crisp, hoodie, weather Mm -hmm. day. Seeing the pictures of, like, Disneyland Paris, where it's, like, cold, there's a little bit of snow in the air. It's like, oh, my God, that, that to me, I know you Florida people are probably like, absolutely not. It sounds great to us. But it sounds amazing to me. Yeah. No, if I could wear jeans and a hoodie and be in a theme park... That's the ultimate with, with a hot beverage in my hand, like a, like a hot cup of coffee or a hot oh butter God, beer. Great. Oh my goodness. That's like the ultimate aesthetic. I, I dream about a cool night at Horror Nights where I can wear a hoodie and jeans and a beanie and feel like a, feel like a New England fall evening at Horror Nights. Now, I've never gotten it. Someday it'll line up. It'll be magical for me. Well, yeah. We also tend to go in September, so like that's warm. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah. We're kind of getting all over the place, but that is the point of this discussion. Yeah. We're just talking about all the things these parks are currently doing and offering, uh, these companies, excuse me. And yeah, so I know I can say from all of my, um, I do so much Horror Nights um, investigating and listening. The UK crowd that comes over here for Horror Nights is huge, 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 huge. And they know that they have a demographic there and they're just talking about dropping a park right there for them to go do. They and I, what I was hearing is they don't think it would cannibalize people coming over to Orlando from the UK. They think people are just going to experience both. They're, they're going to enjoy the also, park like, in, in their backyard, and they're going to still come across the pond and, and come to Orlando. Yeah, whether it's for Horror Nights or just the park. people to go across the pond to it. Like, I'm going. We've already, yeah. This would be, this is crazy. I had somebody, a friend of mine who I went to Disney with ages ago, 
who messaged me when that news dropped to be like, yet another excuse to go visit our friend across the pond. Yeah. I think it sounds crazy because we live in the United States. If they open a, another Universal Park in, in the UK, that would actually be our closest park besides Orlando. The closest way for you and I go to two Universal Parks would be to go to UK and be go down down to Orlando, not California. Can you imagine? Like that's that's a fist and chip vacation. We go to Disneyland, Paris, and do oh. Universal Europe, whatever they call it. And we'd have to do it in uh, September because every Universal theme park pretty much has a horror night of its own. So we'd have to go experience the UK horror nights, which I think, I just think that they could do a great aesthetic over there. Um, would the UK horror nights thing be uh, people, Americans throwing tea off a boat? I don't. Uh, I don't think it would fit. But hey, I'm not part of Universal Creative. What do I know? Yeah, this is getting a little, I guess we're getting a little uh, long-winded here. But yeah, we just wanted to raise this discussion of Universal is firing on all cylinders and Disney has to do something. Or they don't because they think they don't have to. And we see what happens. Yeah, and, and maybe they don't. I There's been talks of a fifth Disney gate forever. And it doesn't look like that's 1998, happening. 1998 since Animal Kingdom opened. Yeah. We are and coming up on 30 years without a new park. 30 years of not having a new park. Yeah. You know, we when they just celebrated their 50th anniversary. You've been to the parks recently. Uh, yes. The crowd levels. They need a fifth park, right? Now, I guess this is interesting. We say Disney needs a fifth gate. We've been, that, that's, been, that's been language used for years by, by diehard fans. And they do. But does Universal opening a third gate? alleviate the disney crowds is it is it is orlando getting and a, a what is essentially a seventh gate is that relevant is if disney opens a fifth gate what does it even look like yeah that's a whole other you know there, there were rumors about what that would be for years it was a um there's a rumor that it was going to be a villains theme planned and but then that looks like that might be part of the magic kingdom expansion correct now. which i actually think is correct i don't think you can do a whole villains theme park and draw the crowds you want I think it's too niche. I love Disney villains. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a Horror Nights guy. But I, like, I like the bad guys. I like the heroes, too. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that's the right play. I don't know what the right play is, though, for Disney for a fifth game. You have to imagine they're having, some, they're having talks at this. Absolutely. There's a, there's, a, there's a meeting going on any given day of the week at Disney trying to figure this out. Yeah. I feel like we're going in circles a bit here yep. at this point, but... Yeah, this is just something that we realized um, we want to discuss Epic Universe, and we realized we had more on our hands here than a simple discussion about a new Universal Park. We've got the battle of the theme park century unfolding right before our eyes, and we've got to see what each side does. And we, the people who get to just enjoy this, sit back, eat some popcorn, and win, and watch. Yeah, we just get to go on a people mover in the morning and then go see um, a new Harry Potter section and Universal Monsters section uh, in that same night. And we win. It's great for Orlando. It's great for the theme park industry as a whole. I love both these places dearly. I want them both to thrive. There is no animosity as, as more of a universal fan and, and fits as the inverse. Um, there's no animosity towards the other parks. It's, it's only, I love both of them so much. Um, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how high these boats go. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, the future is so bright for, for this kind of thing. That I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Uh, um, thank you. If you have any thoughts on this, uh, please let us know. Drop us a line. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, uh, it's it's um, a discussion that we just we had to have this week. So yeah, we'll probably do smaller bite-sized episodes once they announce each land a bit more. Yes, um, and go into detail more than what we currently know of just 
Celestial Park. Yeah, we've kind of covered we've covered overviews of mo- of the theme parks that already exist, and as this news comes out and they announce more and more stuff, it's gonna have to this podcast gonna have to get a little more um, topical as the, as we get more information about what's coming next. It's all right. We have a great schedule for stuff. So we do. We have some great episodes. I'm really excited about some episodes coming out. Can't wait for you guys to hear them. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, as always, we appreciate you so much. It means the world to us. As always. Thank you very much, and we will see you all next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.